0: Welcome to Different from the Other Kids, a weekly podcast for parents of challenging children with your host, Angela Sunes, author of the Amazon best-selling book, Different from the Other Kids. Each week, Angela interviews an individual or professional within the mental health community. I wanted to thank you all for taking the time to listen to this podcast, and I really appreciate Anything that you can do as far as, I don't know, maybe leaving a review on iTunes, that would be really helpful. Wanted to have a conversation again today with uh, Shelly Brooks. I'm really looking forward to that. I think you're going to find it really interesting. And uh, she's got a a fascinating story of dealing with her mom who was um, mentally ill. But before that, I wanted to have a quick peek at something that I found in Bipolar Hope, which is the Bipolar Magazine Uh, There's an article in here by Stephanie Stevens, and it's about a new movie, which jazzes me beyond belief uh, because there's a very, very well-known actress in here. None other than Katie Holmes is in this movie. And we also have a gentleman named Luke Kirby, who's a Canadian-born actor, uh, whose credits include Crash and Burn, Rectify, uh, The Astronaut Wives Club, that kind of thing. Uh, This is jazzes Me Beyond Belief because this is a story that came out of a movie maker's life. So this was a director and a screenwriter. His name is Paul Dalio, and he uh, was diagnosed at one point with bipolar. So let me just give you a little excerpt of this article that was written by Stephanie Stevens and uh, gives a little bit of a review of what goes on in this movie. So the article is called New Touched With Fire Movie, Finding the Beauty in Bipolar. Director and screenwriter Paul Dalio's new feature film takes a hard and gritty look at love, mania, creative inspiration, and making peace with bipolar. So I'm just going to take an excerpt out of this little article here. The two main characters find safety in numbers, even if it's just the two of them against the outside world. We're the only ones that can relate to one another, Carla tells her mother. For dramatic effect, Dalio sets up an essential conflict That is not so either or in real life. Will it be sanity or will it be love? What happens when one decides to draw back from an incandescent mood extremes to safer ground and others and the other doesn't? Dalio says the two profound personalities convey contrasting periods of his own tumultuous journey to self-understanding and recovery. This is no whitewashed jaunt. The storyline gets quite graphic in spots, and some scenes could possibly be triggering for audience members who have gone through something similar. This, I think, is going to be a great movie for anybody who has ever suffered from any kind of mental health issue, uh, especially bipolar, and I think uh, the fact that they've got such a very strong acting team here is everything, and I love the fact that this was the actual director and screenwriter's life. This was. This is a lot of what he went through. So I think it'll be wonderful. It's called Touch With Fire. I don't know where it is right now, whether it's in the theaters or not. I don't think so. It's probably coming out on video soon. Uh be great idea for you to check it out. So let's move on here. We've got Shelley Brooks coming back, and she's been kind enough to uh, relay some Pretty raw stories uh from her childhood um she her mother is a borderline personality is what we think, but we're not sure, nor does it really matter. Uh, the challenge that she had she and her sister had was living in a house with somebody who was this unstable and trying to live a life with somebody who was relentlessly uh, paranoid and relentlessly uh needing constant confirmation of love and support and things to the point where she was calling in multiple times through the night, uh, waking them up and uh, requiring that kind of uh, assurance. So without further ado, I appreciate Shelley uh, coming forward so much, and uh, I want to welcome her to the program. Thanks for coming, Shelley. Let's continue on the conversation, Shelley, if we can. Sure. Uh, We just uh, talked about uh, your mom a little bit and growing up, and, and we got to the point where we uh we're having we're, where you had left the house and we're getting an idea that perhaps your mom really wasn't well
1: yes yeah okay it's...
0: so you realizing that she really wasn't well so what happens at that point when you're out of the house does her uh behavior uh get more problematic or does she get me better or
1: um i think it might have contributed to her uh behavior actually worsening a little bit the fact that we had moved out did you move out together alone. My sister uh, was in university, and I had moved out onto my own. So, yeah, we we, we kind of were out at the same time. So suddenly she was alone. I think it did take a, a, a toll on her. I think it had a, a big effect. So um, it we still would get 20, 30 phone calls a day. She would phone at night. She'd call at 2 in the morning and 3 in the morning to wake us up. If we didn't answer the phone, she would call constantly to see where we were. So it kind of got um, worse in that way. Yeah. Um, And then she would, uh, you know, constantly try to have us over at her house for any reason whatsoever, and then she wouldn't let us leave. Um, So one of the breaking points for me was um, it got so bad, her threats of suicide kept us very um, tied down. It was was hard. We, you know, you're fearing that this is going to happen, and... You've seen it and heard it your whole life, and uh, you just you dread that day, that one day you don't go or you're not there, and they actually follow through. Mm-hmm. And um, as a, a child, it's scary, and that fear doesn't go away as an adult. It's uh, you; they just have a good hold on you that way. So we were we were always there and available for her. But uh, one a psychological
0: uh, hold
1: it is. Absolutely. Um and and then you, you live your life that way. You're afraid that anybody is going to when they're upset, you're you're there a hundred percent because you feel that, you know, anything could change on the on a dime. Wow, so yeah. um it changes the way you look at everything. So we spent a lot of time helping my my mom through those um difficult times. And um the tough thing was only we saw those things. So we, she didn't do that around other people. That wasn't something that she was you know, showing to anyone else, so it was really, really oh hard. Oh my. So, um, mm. over What time, a big
0: responsibility for young people.
1: Yeah, so we started to talk to our doctors, and um, we shared a doctor, we all had the same family doctor, and unfortunately, this is, this was the first step in discovering that there's a disconnect between doctors and psychiatrists and police and Oh, the laws and everything. Nobody works together the way things should go. So we went to our doctor. We begged her because of the paranoia and the suicide threats not to talk to her, but that to maybe discuss some things that she could do without including my sister and I. The doctor felt that wasn't right and spoke to my mom about what we said. And is that off. by
0: is that by law that they have to do? Well, I don't think the sharing of what you went no, to the doctor. No, I believe is the doctor.
1: No, I think the doctor felt there was the best route to go, and that uh, it was we needed some family counseling, and she called us all in together. Oh, so my my mom lost a lot of trust in us, and we lost that uh, possible avenue of getting her help. How did you feel about that doctor now? Uh, pretty upset. That's because that was a, a good chance to get her help at a much younger
0: age. Do you think the doctor just didn't believe you and thought? Yes. That,
1: yes, I do.
0: Wow. And that this was a family doctor you guys had had for how long?
1: Um, for a couple of years. A couple of years.
0: Wow. So, yeah. That's really. That's really too bad.
1: It was because it was that was a window. Yes. Of opportunity to help her, and we explained to her that she was not going to be willing to be helped. She didn't see that there was any issues there. So it was, that's uh, it was, it was a tough thing to to do. So, um, when we lost that, we decided to go to a counselor, just my sister and I, and we felt very validated through him because he completely, um, believed and understood where we were coming from. Mm -hmm. He could tell by our, the fact that we were shaking so bad and our voice and our, our just our physical being trying to talk to somebody
0: about our mom.
1: Right, you don't talk to How old would you have anyone? been,
0: the same, same age that when you moved out would have been the same age We probably would have been
1: about 27. Okay. Um, you know, my sister maybe be 25, 24, something like that. mm mm-hmm. um, Maybe Yeah, somewhere around there, but uh, it doesn't leave you when you've grown up like that. So it was it was terrifying because my mom would be absolutely furious if she ever thought we spoke <laughs> about any of this to anybody. So we were breaking some big rules we've had in our family for a long, long time. But with that, um, we got some more advice. So we were happy about that. And um, his advice was to go to a judge and have, um, speak to a judge to see if we could actually have her um, committed and see if they can have her assessed. Um, At this point. That's tough. We were not ready to do that. Wow,
0: that's really...
1: That was a big, big
0: And I'm not deal. saying it wouldn't be necessary. I'm not judging that part. I'm just saying... Uh, or, and it may not have been the best thing for her. I'm not judging any of that. I'm just saying no, for you, it, it, was, it would have been very difficult.
1: We, we, we were absolutely against it. We thought there's absolutely no way we're going to do that. Um, and he had suggested that she will not get the help she needs unless she hurts herself yes. or someone else.
0: Yes, Well, welcome once again to my the big ridiculous... Yes of uh, mental health care in where yes. we are in Canada, uh, at least. You, you've heard me, parents talk about this, you, you know, you got to be, what, taking a plane down, I think was my last uh, yeah. example oh. of uh, how much um, how much you have to get, what you have to do in order to actually get resources for mental health. Don't even get me started, I'll go on a rant. So Shelly yeah, Shelley, please continue.
1: I, I will go on a short rant, if, please, I, if you'll let me, please. Because- it's, it's so unbelievable. We did everything we could as her illness, um, you know, had gotten worse and was actually starting to affect her in a way that she was living in her car. She was afraid that people were starting to come into her house. Her paranoia was just over the top. And um, we knew that for her safety, we needed to have her committed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we did go to a judge. We spoke to the judge. He saw the same thing, luckily, that our, our counselor had. And he knew that we were desperate, absolutely desperate to try to get her help. And um it was horrifying. We had to see our uh, you know, older mom be taken in by police in handcuffs into oh a gosh. hospital and um it was devastating and she was not happy and she called us a lot of names that stick with us to this day, and um it was just it was it was horrifying. So they did take her in and assess her and they kept her for two weeks. And this is what is very difficult for us because it took every ounce of us to do this and every bit of courage to grow up in a life where you don't speak of these things and you don't go against your mother and (laughs) it was hard um after a few weeks of being in there we went to the counselor the psychiatrist we talked to everybody about what we need to do we had no direction at all Mm -hmm. they told us that unless she wants help we had no options and uh the psychiatrist felt she was not that she was fine enough to get out on a weekend pass and we begged him not to because she wouldn't come back because of her paranoia. She was really good at putting on a happy face mm-hmm. and promising she'd come back. And as we, she was just before she left the doors of the, um, of the hospital, the nurse um, that was on staff told us that we were horrible doc daughters for putting her in this place and that she hopes she doesn't come back and that we suffer for what we have done to our mom.
0: Oh my God, Shelly. Yes. I am so sorry. And
1: as the doors closed, my mom had some choice words for us and, uh, we called her a cab and we left because it was just absolutely devastating. We spent, uh, two or three weeks looking for her because no one could find her. So we were right in saying that she wouldn't come back. Mm -hmm. She lived in her car for three weeks. Um, The police were out looking for her. We were out looking for her day in, day out. We didn't know what had happened. And, of course, growing up your whole life of threats of suicide, you wonder where she is. And we finally found her. And, of course, they had to arrest her again. Well, not arrest her, but put her in handcuffs and take her back in. And a week later, they said there was nothing they could do, and they let her go. That set off about another four years or five years of trying to find her, oh. trying to keep an eye on her just to see where she was, to see if she was okay, to see if she's
0: hurt. Did, when they took her into the hospital, they had her there for two weeks. Did they come up with any kind of a diagnosis or did they, were they able to, can they talk to you about any of this? About what, They could. Okay.
1: They could, but uh, they never could be firm. So they weren't sure what it is. Uh, and we all know uh, any... Uh, mental illness, the brain's a complicated thing. Mm -hmm. So we can never be sure and things Mm -hmm. change and Mm -hmm. our bodies change. Mm -hmm. Um, they felt it was, um, acute paranoia, uh, dementia, um, borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, we just, we were faced with a lot of different things, but they could never say which one for sure.
0: And the chances are that it was a combination of of those things or that with other things. And one seems more prevalent than another. That's, Common and just like you have your own personality or voice print or right. fingerprint, right? Um, that's the way the mental illness comes out, it's right, unique to every single person, it is, which is why it's difficult to use some of the terminology that we use and we put people into categories. That's yeah. so that we can learn to try and treat them, it's not to define them by it, exactly. Let's make sure we're really exactly, want to make sure we're very right. really clear yeah, with that.
1: We would, exactly. And we were, we didn't, we didn't necessarily want a, you know, specific diagnosis. We just wanted to, right. to, a way to find her some help right? so that she could live a a little bit of a better life. She was living in her car. So,
0: so the next four or five years, you're,
1: she, uh, it, things got very, very bad. She would be, um, she used to come to the door and knock on the door and she, she wrote papers upon papers. She had stacks and stack of papers she wrote and she'd leave them at the door and, She'd so sneak she was, in the back door of our house. She was like
0: on a full psychotic episode that didn't full, stop.
1: That didn't stop. She'd come to my work. She'd phone oh, our work dear. all day, day oh. in. She'd call her bosses. She'd phone everybody. She had people uh, in other provinces um, thinking that there was something going on, that somebody's trying to hurt her. And Wow, this
0: is like part of a movie. It was. Wow. It was,
1: yeah, it was years of this. And um, we, we didn't know where she lived for a while. Um, and then finally, she moved to uh, she moved to
0: Guelph, and uh, which is in Ontario, uh, Canada. Just yes, for those yes. that are listening, right? Okay.
1: And um, and and that's where that's where things changed. Actually, ironically, it was not all the you know efforts of of my sister and I that we put forward to get her help, but a stranger made a complaint. Was she he, living in Guelph? She was living in Guelph, and
0: what was the complaint?
1: Um, she threatened somebody in a grocery store. And uh, do it. they, yeah. So they made a complaint, and uh, they came in and um, they took her to one of the one of the better um, uh, mental health facilities in um, in Ontario, at least from what I understand. And um,
0: where was she? Do you um, remember
1: Woodward? I think it's called. Oh.
0: Or oh. Homewood. Homewood. Sorry. Oh, Homewood, Homewood. is, yeah, yeah, world renowned, um, excellent, uh, facility. Very difficult to get in as I understand it. Yeah. Um, and they do a lot of work with, uh, alcoholism, drug addiction. Yes. And mental health. And mental and, health. And they are, yes, they're, yes. they are apparently the, uh, excellent, yes. uh, facility to go yeah. to. So, sorry.
1: So, well, Take her, yes, yeah, so the, so we got, we finally had her in this place, which was great. But That's again, fantastic. we, we still had difficulties getting her there. Um, but once they had her, um, they spent a lot of time with her trying to diagnose her, and they still couldn't figure out mm-hmm. um, what was going on. She still was able to sort of switch things on and off quite quite well.
0: The manipulation of uh, mental illness can be uh, uh, very interesting. But to it watch. can, it can, it can,
1: and and that's that's you know that's that's the the tough thing, and it, you have to get the right doctor mm-hmm. because you don't. Um, if you don't grow up with this, you can't go to school for this. Yeah. If you're not in it, you don't know it. It's, it's a language on its own and it's really not something that can be taught. It's, it's just, it's very different mm-hmm. and it's, it's a hard thing to do. And we finally found a psychiatrist, um, who understood and who didn't, uh, he validated us. He, he apologized to us that we couldn't get the help for her earlier because mm-hmm. he feels that things wouldn't have gotten as bad as they did. If she had received some some assistance years prior, like we had tried, mm-hmm. um, at this point it was gone too far, and now it was even more difficult to to uh, treat. So she spent six months in this facility, in which is almost unheard of.
0: Well, I I've never heard of a stay that long. No, um, Homewood has such great treatment, but they also have such great lines. Uh, for people to um, get in, it must have been an acute situation.
1: It was. It was. It was very difficult. And it's not a place that you want to stay for more than, than a month. But, uh, yeah, she had to, um, they finally found a place for her to go. And uh, we are fortunate that she's now part of a government-run program that makes sure that she takes her medication every day. Oh, wow. And uh, she has counselors and psychiatrists that uh, will go after her. Wow. Um, on a weekly basis.
0: So does she live on her own or she lives in in a home? She's in a home.
1: In a home that uh, allows her to take her medication. She can still leave in the day and go on, you know, out if she wants to, but she has to be back there at night. Wow. So it's, it's been great. Is it like
0: a a group home it's, or is uh, it a facility, uh, uh, like a medical, more medical facility? No,
1: it's more like a, just a, it's just like a, actually like an old age home.
0: Is it? Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. But they do have younger people in there and they, they just focus more on, on people who need a little bit more um, assistance. assistance.
0: So are they all mentally? Yes. Pe- oh, they are. They are. Wow. Yep. Okay. didn't know something like that existed. Yeah. It's quite incredible. Okay. Well, that's probably a great place for her. Yes. So, how would you say your relationship is with her at this point? Is there one?
1: There is a relationship today that is, um, it's it's not a mother-daughter relationship as, mm-hmm. you know, anybody else would have, but we have a relationship. It's one that we could tolerate. There's a lot less stress, a lot less anxiety surrounding our relationship. Um, the mental illness still exists and it'll always be there. We just found ways to work around it. So we've created boundaries. She, she respects those boundaries now and, um, through years and years of counseling and support groups and talking to people and going places, we figured out all these things that work best for us and we've made them
0: work. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Shelly, thank you so much, um, for sharing. That's, um, that's a challenging story to share. I, I really, no, I really appreciate it. I think the parents are going to really appreciate it. Um, I guess it's, more about the resilience of of uh children uh and about the the love that no matter what it is that somebody's going through that um you just have to keep going you got to keep trying to get them help and you can't give up and in the system you're going to get knocked down yes you're going to get knocked down you're going to get knocked down and you're going to get knocked down parents i'm telling you right now uh the stories that you're hearing they're not unusual Mm -hmm. Uh, people trying to get help for people that, uh, are themselves, uh, stigmatized, uh, that are themselves, uh, thrown back to have to challenge themselves as to, am I a bad parent? Am I a bad daughter? Am I a bad person for trying to get this person help? This is unfortunately the system that we're in and that's why we're doing what we're doing. We're trying to shed some light on some stuff. We're also trying to make sure that you as parents aren't feeling all by yourselves in this. This is unfortunately, uh, the way things are presently in our system, and it needs to change. And um, I thank you, Shelly, for coming forward. We're going to have one more shot at Shelly. I'm hoping she'll stay for one more uh, interview and we can um, talk a little bit more. Um, I'm really appreciating her candor. I'm really appreciating um, her story, and um, I'm hoping that you guys do too. Uh, Have a great day, you guys. Uh, We'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to Different From The Other Kids made possible with the support of Deborah Kenny Jewelry. Jewelry meant to inspire. You can find them online at www.debrakennyjewelry.com Music and editing is a product of Among the Crowd Productions. You can hear more at www.amongthecrowd.ca We'll see you next week. And now, a disclaimer... In general, I, Angela Sunis, am not a doctor, and I certainly don't play one on the internet. I'm a parent, period. The advice from me presented on different from the other kids does not replace advice received directly from a medical health professional. If you think you need help, I do recommend making an appointment with your physician or other appropriate health care provider.